Hi, my name is Jamie, and welcome to the One World, One Voice, Your Story Project. We share stories from people all over the world and from all different walks of life. Because here's the thing, no matter where you are on this wild planet, and no matter what journey you have already been on, we all have our own unique story, which brings our own unique perspectives to the table. And you never know who you might inspire or completely transform simply by getting real and sharing your story. And right now, while the whole world is dealing with COVID-19, there are 7 billion people all venturing through on their own unique path. So drop in with us to hear some of these stories. And on that note, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of The Corona Diaries. So today is Thursday, May 14th, 2020. Um, and to get us started, I would love to know who I'm sitting here with today. Um, so let's just start with a couple basic questions. Um, what's your name? My name is Alessandra. I am from Brazil. Okay. And I'm currently in Istanbul, Turkey. Okay. Um, so your name is Alessandra. And is that what you go by all the time? Or do you have a shorter name that you go by? Ale. Ale. Okay. Ale. Um, fabulous. Ale. And you are currently in Istanbul, Turkey, but you're from Brazil. Yeah, I'm okay. from Brazil. Okay. Amazing. So you're living in Istanbul. And what kind of place are you living in? Where are you right now? Is it a house, apartment, condo? It's an apartment. I just moved to this apartment in November with my two kids. Okay. I got divorced uh, recently. Should I be saying congratulations or should I be sad <laughs> for you? You should be saying whatever. <laughs> whatever <laughs> you feel like. Well, how do you disguise. feel? I say that I because feel sometimes people say it's the best thing to happen to them, you know? It's I'm not easy, young, even so. if it's good, even if it's good, I don't think it's, a, it's an easy thing to happen to anyone, but it, we ended in, in good terms. Uh, okay. We are friends. It was a 20 year relationship, so it's wow. not an easy thing to end. Ended in good terms. I have the kids with me, and, but we split the, the duties with the kids. The kids stay with him, stay with me in a, a, a little while. Okay. So it, it's very fair. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. My parents got separated when I was two um, and divorced when I was four. And I feel so unbelievably blessed in terms of how they chose to handle it. Um, because it really is a choice, right? And Yeah, definitely. It's we hard work. It's, it takes a lot of work. And you don't realize that as a kid and now as an adult, I thanked my parents so many times because gosh, it can go so many ways. And all four of my parents are friends my wonderful that like aren't from the same marriage they're friends like so lucky but it yeah that's work. that's our goal yeah we'll, we'll get there sounds like you're making it happen already yeah we're making it happen by hard work because yeah. the, our kids are one is uh, going to be 17 by the end of this month oh wow yeah and the other one is 11 so they are pretty much aware of everything that's going oh, on oh yeah so it was a point that, you know, even if we split, if we divorce and everything, the kids have to know where they stand, what's their, their situation. And it took Absolutely. us after the whole ordeal of, you know, choosing to separate and choosing to divorce. Now you're getting along. So I can invite him for dinner. Uh, oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, really yeah. nice. Okay, yeah. we didn't even have that. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not easy, but it, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. And your kids must be so grateful. And um, I hope so. I hope so. We're doing this for us because, I mean, we had a relationship for 20 years and we love each other. Yeah, of course. Like you're best friends more than anything, yeah. you know? Yeah. And especially for them as well. Of course. So they grow up with this example. You know, people don't have to be together forever. They have to be happy. This is our only go in life so if you're yes. not with somebody anymore you have to have the courage to say okay that's this cycle is over but that doesn't mean that you know we don't yeah. love you as uh, our children or we totally. don't love each other anymore totally it's, it's it's a big process it's it's not an easy process but it's a, it's a big one <laughs> absolutely i can't even imagine um and you're awesome for being so intentional about it so yeah when did the, <laughs> you said you moved in november yeah, 2019. When did you get divorced? Uh, officially divorced in uh, February this year. 
this year in 2020. Okay. Okay. And the only reason I'm asking is because what, I mean, the world is changing around us and you're going through your own big personal change as well, which is wild. And imagine if like you hadn't made that decision when you did and then Corona. I'd be dead by now. (laughs) That is so wild to think about. I mean, Okay, before we go into any of that, let me get one more like scope of, okay, so you have your two kids there sometimes. Any animals, pets living with you? Yes, I have this one. Wait. Cute. Oh my God. This little French bulldog. Oh my God, you're so cute. My little monster, Amora. Amora, so cute. Um... Um, okay. So, and it's an apartment, right? Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a three bedroom apartment in a, uh, okay. So you have your own room. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, (laughs) what do you do? Well, I'm a translator. Officially I'm a translator and a tourist guide. We have a company for, uh, we do service for Brazilian people. So relocation, translation, uh, business and, you know, Interesting. Wow. Okay, so you speak- a bridge between um, you know Brazilian companies and Turkish companies. Okay, so you speak Portuguese. How many languages do you speak? Let's go there. I you. speak Portuguese, Turkish, English, and uh, Italian. I'm surprised Spanish isn't in the mix. I can handle Spanish, but I cannot say it's not fair for me to say that I speak Spanish because I never went to school. I never study it. But, but you, know, you speak Portuguese, it, you can understand, and Italian. Definitely. I mean, and, and, yeah. Okay. Cool. I mean, I always said if I could have any superpower in the world, it would be to speak all languages. It's magic. Best. Um, the best. It <laughs> unlocks worlds. Yeah, it's crazy. And oh my gosh, being in Istanbul, some people speak English, and it's so crazy because I can fall back on it a lot in most countries. I speak Spanish too, so that oh. helps me. But in Istanbul, if you don't speak Turkish and you can't read the language and you don't have a friend that speaks, it's really yeah. hard. It's really yeah. hard. Um, and, but and- on the same way, I don't know if you if you found that. I think they're very helpful. I mean, they try their best in order to understand you and to make themselves understood. Yes, yes. Um, and I, the only reason I say it hesitantly is because I travel a lot, uh, like all over the world. And I actually found that Turkish people were not the most helpful compared to some other countries. Oh, really? Not that they weren't nice. That's not what I'm saying. And I love the country. No, 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 no. You can say whatever you, I have. Uh, I, I, love, I can tell all the defects. I <laughs> know. I love the country. I could just feel that it was, there was definitely a pull to adapt to their culture and speak the language more, which I appreciate a lot. Mm. I can totally understand. In some other countries, I feel like there was more desire to, more excitement about having a tourist there, more desire to want to actually like speak English. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's really different from what I experienced and from what I, my customers experience when they come here. I mean, I have a story, it's so ridiculous. They, I have a couple of friends, they were going to the hospital to visit a girl who had a baby. And they, didn't, they, were, they got lost and there was a woman in front of her house and they just stopped and they said like hospital. When they said that, the woman got desperate because she thought that they needed a hospital. So she jumped into the car and she was like, go, 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 go. She was with them in the car and they were like, this is woman crazy. Oh my God. Once they got to the hospital, she took, she got out of the car and she's like, that's amazing. That's amazing. And there's a bunch of stories like this. I've had experiences like that too. Don't get me wrong. And I'm a very friendly social person. It was just, there are... Like I've been to Nepal, for example, which was, I've never experienced more genuine kindness, openness, like wanting to just show up and be there for you and pride of their own country, but wanting to know about you. So like when you experience something like that, there's just different levels. So it's not to say that anything's wrong about Islam. Yeah, I I totally get you. In the U.S.? People will help, but they're cold as hell and they're not going to go out of your, their way necessarily. So I'm speaking from like, I know what it's like, you know, and anyway. Um, okay. <laughs> so you are a translator um, and you also help people transition when yeah. they're starting their life there. Okay. Cool. I imagine oh, it's which means interesting I'm right not now. Working. <laughs> okay. I was going to ask you. So before we go into that though, let's take a couple steps back in time. 
Okay. When was the first time you remember hearing about the coronavirus? I was in Brazil on vacation, actually. I was about to come back. I went uh -huh. to Brazil in the beginning of January. And I think by the end of January, it started the whole thing, the whole ordeal. And I was like, okay, hopefully they're going to close all the borders so I get stuck here. <laughs> the kids were there with me. But you wanted to stay in Brazil. I wanted just because I had no idea this, it's going, this was going to be as big as it was. You know, when I was ah, like, okay, okay, so you're like, maybe I'll stay for an extra week or something. Exactly, exactly. I was like, you know, I stay two more weeks and that's it. But thankfully I came back because the situation here is a, a million times better than there. A million times. Brazil is like, ah. So, they say it's right now the epicenter of the, the pandemic is it's in Brazil right now. Well, it makes sense. I mean, unfortunately, it makes sense because the president of the, your country said we're strong, right? Like we don't need to do anything. We and, no, and we thought that Trump was bad, and Trump is bad. Um, and even Trump is condemning, you know, our president. So when it comes to that point, <laughs> seriously, we have a problem. Which is really interesting because, and I'm going really like bonkers out of order in this interview, but who cares? Um, <laughs> the you know what? Actually, I'm going to hold off on that. Okay. Because we will go there at the end. So you were in Brazil. It is an yeah. epicenter of the pandemic. So you're happy that you're back in Istanbul for sure. Yeah. I don't blame you. But okay, when we so came back, we came back through Italy on the uh -huh. 3rd of February. And we were at the airport, at Rome Airport for seven hours. And when we got back, by three, four days later, me and my two kids, we got sick. But we got sick like with very mild uh, symptoms. My mother was desperate. She was like, oh, you guys have the coronavirus. Uh, my kid, my youngest kid, he was coughing a lot. I had a sore throat. And my oldest son, he had like, you know, like the flu, but very mild sim symptoms. So I don't know. Did we get it? Did wow. we get it? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Sue. Well, almost fell back in my chair. Okay. <laughs> Um, super interesting. So you go to Brazil at the beginning of January. You were there for a month almost, it sounds like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, because you got to make it worth it if you're going to go that far, which by the exactly. way, how long have you lived in uh, Turkey for? 14 years. Okay. A significant amount of time. Yeah. Where you were, do you go like once a year? Is this like your annual? Definitely. Trip? Definitely. Okay. okay. So go back to see the family. Um, and, and I imagine life was normal in Brazil, right? Like nothing was super normal. Okay. Especially right. because they had carnival coming up. Uh-huh. Of course. So in February, even, even if they knew about cases, they would never, you know, let the public know. So, you know, how can you ruin yeah, carnival? Yeah. And I said to everybody, I said, you can't bat on it. Carnival, it's a uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And then oh, it's massive. How many, Ash people, Wednesday. how many people show up at Carnival? <sighs> Thousands. Yeah, millions, millions and millions of people. So they have Ash Wednesday. It's, it's over officially. And I said, you can bet money on me that on Ash Wednesday, we're going to have the first case of Corona. And, <laughs> and so it was. And so it so was, of was, course. Of course. <laughs> wow. And people come from all over the world for Carnival. Exactly. So, of course, it's going to, holy moly. Okay. So, and you were there at the time or you left right before Carnival, right? Right before, yeah. Right before. But yeah. then you went right to Italy. Now, by the way, so you're in Brazil this whole time. You start hearing about coronavirus. Maybe the borders are going to shut down. You kind of wanted to stay in Brazil. Okay, cool. How did you feel, though? Were you nervous? Did you think it was going to get serious? Did you hear anything about it being in Turkey or Istanbul? No, in Turkey, it came much later. It came in uh, the middle of uh, March. Yeah, okay. I was going to ask you about that. So you yeah. were thinking, this is not a big I, deal. I think I was pretty much thinking like everybody else. It's just, you know, like uh, the, the swine flu. Sure, you know? sure, sure. Like it's an issue there. It's a new wave and it's a problem. And eventually some people are going to get it, but nothing to be worried about sure and it's gonna I mean, be serious over there in china we worried for them maybe a couple cases but i don't really have to did worry anybody about did anybody really normal people just you know average people like us did anybody had any idea it would get that massive that big there and that were huge? 
there's a handful of people that I spoke to that were super into the news and maybe had like a medical family member or were in the industry or were just constantly on top of things that did know. And probably made fun of because, you know, people would never believe it. Exactly. So there were a handful of people that knew and were prepared, but most people, it's like, it's not until it's in your own backyard that we actually give a shit. This is part of why I'm doing this project because I truly mm-hmm. believe that if we, what happens is when somebody is vulnerable, right? And you open up and you share your story, you can't help but fall in love with them. This connection yeah. forms, yeah, right? yeah. This oneness. And that, when you fall in love with somebody, you have to care. You can't not care. And if mm-hmm. we do that more and more, maybe we will care about the people in Wuhan. It will feel more like our own backyard. So, yeah. but that is a thing. We don't care until it's right here. Yeah. So you were- when I, can, I, can I say one thing? Of course. When I, when, when I was a teenager, I was part of a project called CISV. Okay. And it's Children International Summer Camp. Cool. Um, villages, Children in Ch- International Summer Villages. And it's all over the world. And the, the premises of it, I mean, the, the, the philosophy of this, it's like this. If you go to another country and you meet people from that country, that country belongs to you too. Yep. So you're never going to disregard anything yep. that happened to the country. So they promoted from 10 year old to 18 year old uh, kids oh, cool. to travel and make exchange um, traveling during summer times. It was nothing to do with school. So we get to know people from all over the world. The, the summer camps, they had people from like 15 countries. That, Those countries, they live know. in your heart. Forever. They live in your heart forever. So, I mean, that's my background. It's, it really has been very rich in this, in this matter. I love that. And what and you're doing, it's, it's a virtual kind of. Yeah. 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 I love that. Thank yeah, you for that's sharing wonderful. that. And yeah. if you have that as a kid, I mean, that changes your life forever. Absolutely. You cannot Absolutely. unlearn that. No. And there's a massive difference. You can tell somebody who's traveled and yeah. gotten out of their own world. You can yeah. tell. Um, so, okay. Uh, <laughs> so end of Jan. You knew you were going to have a layover in Italy. Yeah. At that time, and I remember it, like, it wasn't so bad in Italy, actually, at that it time. It was 4th of, uh, 4th of February. We yeah. had a seven-hour layover over there. But it wasn't so bad then. It actually wasn't had, until the end no, of Italy. No, it wasn't. It was nothing. Yeah, you didn't. I had did, zero was, worries. I was going to say, we was even it normal the airport? Did anybody think? totally normal okay so then you get home and you probably didn't even think i should quarantine you just acted business as usual normal normal and then you just went on but not sick i mean i got just you know uh but your kids got sick um yeah now when you all started to feel sick okay whether or not you actually got sick or you just had the symptoms what'd you think did you nothing. nothing? I was like, it's normal. We just, you know, we were in summer, traveling. we came back to winter, traveling, we're tired. Didn't think twice about it. So you probably were still going out and doing your life every day while you were sick. Everything. My kids were going to school. Super interesting. Okay. So I don't mean to sound irresponsible. It's just like we didn't even consider that it could be. Of course, it wasn't irresponsible at the time. Why would you have thought about it? Exactly. Um, I mean, really, we thought. <laughs> You know, coronavirus is this thing you cannot breathe and you're going to go to the hospital. So we, did, we had none of that, not even a fever, you know. To Well, one of your kids had a mild flu, right? Like a fever. No, not a fever. Uh, just, you just know, like runny nose and a little bit of uh, coughing. Okay. <laughs> um, so that was, let's say, early to middle of February. Yeah. When did life start changing? When did you start thinking, oh, wait a second, this might actually be a bigger deal than I originally thought? Since it wasn't in in, uh, Turkey, I was really concerned because I have an aunt. She lives in Italy, in Verona. Uh Uh-huh. So it's right near Lombardia. Uh Uh-huh. Is this why you speak Italian? Yeah. Yeah. My family's from there. Okay. (laughs) And I was concerned about her because she is over 65 years old and she lives on her own. 
and I was telling her, come over here, come over here, because if this is, this gets really ugly, at least you're here with us. I mean, it's much ah. better here. We don't have any cases here. And she's like, no, 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 I'm not coming. Which today I say, thank thankful. I'm thankful that she didn't come because we would have killed each other by this time. <laughs> <laughs> but then they closed the borders. And that was and no option. No. And then I got, Concern when we got the first case here in Turkey because we got confirmed on the on a Wednesday, and by this same Friday, they closed everything. They took action really, 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 really fast. Quick. Okay, so when yeah. was that? What was the date? Do you remember that one? Sixteenth of March. Okay, so that's basically the exact same time that things got serious here in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say the whole U.S. because it was already serious in Washington and New York um, before then. Mm -hmm. Um, and it actually happened, it happened fast, but it happened kind of slow here too, um, at the same time, because we started hearing about it and it took like two weeks for us to actually shut things down. But for you all, you the, the, schools, confirmed, the, the, the schools, they closed immediately. First confirmed case Wednesday, schools closed by Friday. Friday, Friday was the last day of school. Okay. And um, one week later, businesses and bars, yeah. restaurants, everything. Actually, you know what? The 16th was a Monday because I know the 17th was a Tuesday because that was St. Patrick's Day here in the U.S. That so it's one week before. It's the week before. Okay. So you actually closed the week before we did in the U.S. Yeah. The 16th was the first day of no, no school. Okay. That makes sense because that was the Monday. Yeah. So Friday yeah. the 13th uh, is Yeah, yeah exactly. Out. Friday the 13th. We make fun of it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What an ironic time, like day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. So you found out you had the first case, what was that, the 11th? Yeah. Um, and when you found out there was a case in Istanbul, and you started hearing about how serious it was in Italy the couple weeks prior, is that when you were like, wait a second, when we were sick, could we have gotten, like, when did it register? Like, no. It, 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 I could have had it. A couple of weeks ago. Only recently. Yes, super recently. I am very, I don't know if I'm irresponsible, but I'm very like, cool. I'm just really tired mentally, psychologically, uh, physically, because everything is on me right now. But things are being handled in the way here in Turkey that it makes me really, um, how can you say it in English? Calm. Calm. Okay, let's hear about that because... I want to know, what is it actually like in Turkey? How did your government handle it? So all of a sudden, and I know last year when I was there at this, this exact time last year, there was some very interesting stuff happening with politics and voting. Oh, there's all, last year was ridiculous. It was all the, the mayor uh, voting that recalled. Yeah. It's like and it was kind of here. fucked up, right? And people were nervous yeah. about who was going to be in power. So and, but yeah. now, a year later, you're saying, I feel really calm. It sounds like you're happy I've, the way they're handling I, it. I'm, I, don't, I don't say much about him because you know where we are and we're not supposed to say anything. Yeah. yeah. Especially if it's bad. But in this situation, it, just to be specific, I think it has been handled well. So let's hear about that. What are they doing there? They closed everything in a very good time in my opinion um they took lockdown measurements every weekend so because the weather started to turn good mm. people would like to go out to the parks and everything so he closed all the beaches he, he closed all the sightseeing no the seaside yeah, yeah you cannot yeah. walk whatever ah uh, like Park. a boardwalk kind of thing yeah no he closed everything and lockdowns on the weekend every Friday until Sunday for a month. It was like this. And oh, so like during the week you could walk outside, but on the weekend over you know, like 65 years old, no. And up to 20 years old, it's forbidden. Up to 20 and over 65. It has been forbidden since 16th of uh, March. So okay, if you're between the ages of 20 to 65, you can walk around. But you if you're can over 65 around. and under 20, that's it. You're inside, yeah. period. You're inside, yeah. And then uh, they put the mandatory mask using, if you're going to any public places, you know, such amount of people can go in and out of the supermarket or pharmacy. 
And then last weekend, it was a lockdown. And for the first time on Sunday, he made um, a short period where people over 65 years old could go out. So from 11 o'clock in the morning until four o'clock in the afternoon, 65 years old, pe year old people could walk around. So he would peek outside, it would be like Kokum. <laughs> would be only old people all over the place. It was like the, the old people apocalypse. So they, they oh my God, that would be so place. weird. But they had to get out. You go crazy. They didn't have to. Uh, exactly. So, and then as of Monday, uh, the shopping malls reopened. Like two days ago, three days ago. Yeah. Monday they reopened in a very tight schedule. No uh, recreation areas or no uh, food court open, just the stores. And from 11 o'clock in the morning until eight o'clock in the evening. They measure the temperature before you go in. You have to go in with masks. And there's only a certain amount of people that, that can get in at the same time as of Monday. And then yesterday, kids up to 14 years old could get out. So from 11 to 4 o'clock in the evening, and it, uh, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And it was such a view. I mean, I could see the kids outside running like maniacs, like, you know. <laughs> Really, like, you know, if you open a dog that has been leashed for a long time, it was the same thing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And tomorrow, kids from 15 years old up to 20 year old, they're going to be able to go out from same time, 11 to 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So you have kids that are in those ranges. Yeah, yeah. And I'm putting them out and locking the door. Say, just stay out. <laughs> I was going to say, as a parent. Are you relieved? Yeah. Like, how does that oh, feel? That feels wonderful for them. And for, especially for them, I mean, they want to, they need to at least see some sun. It's warm. It's 30 degrees or, uh, Celsius. <laughs> yeah. 30 is like 80 something, something. Yeah. 75. Um, wow. And then on Friday night, this Friday night, we start lockdown again. But since we have a holiday on Tuesday, it's going to be a four day lockdown. That's horrible. That's, that's a feeling I don't <laughs> wish on anyone. Wow. Okay. Okay. So let me see if I can wrap my head around what you're saying. So the weather got nice. Okay. So you went on shutdown, but, but it sounds like at first people between the ages of 20 to 65 could go outside and walk during yes. the day. During the week. During Monday through Friday. Yeah. And then on the weekend, nobody it's was able down. to go anywhere. No. It's a fine of about $500. Wow, that's so interesting. I have not heard of that in any other country yet. Okay, so that, that was the rule. Then all of a sudden, certain days recently, the older population and the younger population can go out, but only one day at a time and only certain hours at a time. Yes, they're scheduling everything. Okay, and now even within that, though, still, if you're between 20 and 65, you can go out still. Okay, yeah. now... And then on the weekends, though, they're still making everybody not be able to go out. Wow. Everything's going to be closed because Turkish people... So you people, had like the one slim opportunity to go get the stuff that you need during the week yeah, or yeah. get outdoors, breath, breath of yeah. fresh air. Yeah. Other yeah. than that, you're in. Yeah, exactly. And, and you sound really clear on the rules because a lot of other people I talk to, and even me here in the US, I know Colorado started opening up again. I don't know what it means. I don't know the rules. How are they oh, but they send this information? They are sending like really clear bulletins with the you know the schedule, what can happen, what cannot, what is going to be the plan from now on, what's going to happen. So I ha I know up to the end of May what's going to happen, what's the schedule, what's the plan. Okay, that is really awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, for, it. That's why it makes me feel really calm. Maybe it's all a bunch of bullshit. You know, some people debate that. Some people debate that the numbers are wrong. Some people debate this is, a, you know, just, I don't care. It makes me feel really calm. Like, it seems like they're taking steps in order to bring us back to normality. And they, they're not, like, overdoing it because they say normality, it's going to be in September. Up to then, we're still going to have, you know, back and forth. But you know what? But, but what you've been given is... It, it almost gives you this like uh, illusion of control or security. Exactly. Exactly. You have a plan. You're like, okay, I know this. It's like, we're all sitting here and nobody knows anything still. So it's like, uh, like that is overwhelming. 
And regardless yeah. of whether or not it's true, you still have the plan and that exactly. feels reassuring. And so far, it has been put to work. Yeah. So far, everything feeling. they said was going to happen, happened. So we have four days of lockdown. It sucks, but we know on Tuesday at midnight, it's going to be over. Then we have three more days of freedom and then four more days of lockdown because it's the Ramadan um, feast. Oh my God, this is so interesting that you have like a clear schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In wow. my opinion, but this, this just happens because it's uh, one decision. It, it's almost dictatorial because, you know, he's not asking, what do you think as a mayor in Istanbul? Yeah, sure, but I don't know what's better because sometimes people are saying, just in this situation, stick with it. Exactly. In this situation, I think, you know, he did better. Uh, and they close all the borders in uh, within Turkey too. You don't go, you know, out of any city. Okay, so if you're in Istanbul, you're not going to Ankara. No. You're not going no. Cappadocia. No. Okay, no. unless you have a Which valid really, reason. But but that's super interesting. And maybe you're about to go there. Like I know a lot of people like commute, take the train. Is it Ankara? Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah, so you're going from Istanbul to Ankara, back and forth all of the time. If you have to, if your position is mandatory that you're going to be there, they're probably going to say, okay, you can have uh, this commute, but you have okay, to Okay, but it has to be essential or, and you have to pass it. And it has to be essential and you have to have a, um, whatever, Got something it. written by your company course, that, course, you proof. know. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so in man. my opinion, I mean, it makes me feel like really. Yeah, you can breathe. There is, yeah. a, uh, regardless of whether or not it's false, there is a sense of security. I don't get. I I don't research much. I mean, I get the the bulletins every day from the news, you know, from official sites from the Ministry of uh, yep. Health, and that's it. I rather believe that. <laughs> well, that's everybody wants that. They just want something to give them that security and to believe onto whether or not. I mean, yep. shit. But at the end of the day, there's no truth. The only universal truth that we know is that one day we won't be here. Everything else is up for chance interpretation. And if you choose exactly. to believe it, it is true. So you choose to believe this path. And I would too, if I was given that. Are you kidding me? I think every person on the planet would right now. Yeah. Would be dying for what you have. Um, and I'm talking to my parents and they're so confused. In Brazil, they think it's a big plot to put the government down. I'm, I'm like, are you guys out of your mind? Wow. The whole world, <laughs> it's on a lockdown, practically, uh, basically. And you think, really, it's it's a whole I mean, plot to put your... Sure, little... there's still people that are thinking the 5G conspiracy. There's yes. the conspiracy oh. about like the Illuminati and the New World Order. <laughs> I mean, hey, I love conspiracies. I think it's fun and interesting. But at the end of the day, who cares why it's here? We have to deal with it. That's what I say. That's oh, China made it. Who cares? Right. We have We're to still deal. in the same situation. But what you're saying about your parents is so fascinating because I thought, okay, you know, in the U.S., we have a, a privilege that is annoying to me because I think that we should be more aware of the world, but we don't necessarily have to hadn't have to in the mm -hmm. u.s because it's uh, we live in a bubble were um, <laughs> and supposedly you know the leader of the first world and i think a lot of that's getting exposed right now which i'm actually happy about because it's been a bunch of bullshit and an illusion for a long time um but i was thinking okay now we have this virus that's affecting the whole world maybe we'll wake up and pay more attention to global news maybe it's happened on a very very small scale but so many people still aren't paying yeah. attention no, yeah. your parents it's like wow even with something that's affecting the entire planet people still are only paying attention to what's right in front of them and it's exactly when what it's good for me exactly. i need to go out and i need to work because people are going to starve to death in brazil that's what they say i'm like people have been starving to death in brazil for decades for centuries and you just realize it now yeah, do you yeah. really think they're going to start now? Like we were Switzerland up to half an hour ago. <laughs> we have poverty. We have the biggest slums in the world. You know, people die of hunger every day in Brazil. You know, if you don't go to your work and your job and you don't get your, you know, $15,000 paycheck, slow down. You're, you're in the good side. Amen. Amen. And it's so, in, I mean... 
I, uh, I wonder, okay, so let's get into some of these other questions. First of all, like, this is what I was going to ask you earlier, and I just got to ask it. <laughs> you know, and, and the first thing is, you said, okay, you have this plan in Istanbul or Turkey, the country, until mm. September, right, is when they say, okay, maybe we're going to yeah. go I mean, but if you could predict the future, um, when do you think we're getting out of this? I have no idea. First of all, I am a person who uh, tends to not make long-term plans. I am a short to mid-term plans. Mid is like, you know, my long. I, I am a very day-by-day -day person. Even having two kids, I, I rather think, you know, what we're living today and tomorrow, that's it. And um, this past two days, because this, I think it's happening to a lot of people, we tend to, you know, change emotions all the time and there are some days i am super positive and i'm like eh, we are conquering this you know in a week we're gonna be happy but as of yesterday i just went all the way to the bottom of everything and i'm like you know it's not worth it let's just you know forget about it people are never gonna go back to normal to school we're never gonna sit on a bar again we're never gonna listen to live music again <gasps> It was overwhelming yesterday. I mean, it was really bad today. I'm a little bit better. So if I could predict anything, you know, I predict what I'm going to make for dinner tonight. <laughs> it's a fair, that's, that's, it's a really, really it. fair answer. Um, really fair answer. I totally get it. And it actually is um, the biggest gift we can give ourselves in terms of happiness, fulfillment, and joy is to stay present because the yeah, fear, yeah. anxiety, stress, all of that only lives in the past and the future. Um, so I get all of that and I can appreciate yeah. it, especially if you were in a rut. Did something in particular trigger you over the last two days or just kind of- Yesterday like when the kids went out and that sight just made me crazy. I'm like, is this the new normal? Is this what we're going to have to deal with for, you know, I don't know, the next five years? How are our kids are going to remember this when they're 20, 30 years old? It's like, you know, they've been in a war. Am I doing enough to make them feel like comfortable, a sense of security? Oh, and then your head goes, am I going to see my parents again? Am I ever going to be able to go to Brazil again? Are they going to survive this shit? So, you know, and it's one thing goes to the other. So if you don't stop and if you're not busy, which I'm not, it just, yeah. it, it takes over you. Yeah, it really can spiral. It really can. Yeah. And, and by the way, it's not like any of those thoughts are not warranted. Uh -huh. Are they necessary to really think about? No. Because no, nothing's going to change. Exactly. Nothing's going to change. But it's really hard to not go there sometimes. And mm -hmm. I have too. Um, so when you're in that space and you have, you're living with two kids too and your mom, like, do you all talk about it? Do you share with them? Like, what is that like? All three of you living together, going through all of this. Oh, they have their own little worlds. I mean, one is in the computer, the, the, the teenage one is in the computer talking to his friends, uh, watching his online lessons, which I couldn't care less if they happen or not. <laughs> the small one is like becoming a Fortnite maniac. He plays Fortnite the whole day and he attends his uh, online school too. And then they, there's the WhatsApp group of mothers. That's like straight from hell. This thing shouldn't exist. Women are concerned if they're going to take the test, if they're going to go through an exam. I'm like, we're in freaking survival mode, people. Forget about the test. Forget about sixth grade. If they have to redo everything once again, it's one year. It's nothing. Right? It's enough what we're living. So we have to be concerned if they're going to take a, a test or not. If they're going to be a little behind or, oh, no, no, uh. It's okay. No, nobody was uh, trained to this. You know, the teachers are going crazy because they're not trained to that. The, the students were not trained to that and the parents were not trained to that. So we're all trying to adapt to a new situation that's nobody, nobody's prepared. So yeah, talk to it. me, talk to me about that though. You said nobody's prepared going through a new situation. You are a parent, by the way. Yeah. Sorry if this, um, I don't know how to say this lightly. So 
not only are you a parent, you're a new single parent. Yeah. Dealing with that, navigating that. Now you're navigating a global pandemic and also being a And parent. I'm a single parent in Turkish. So I get all the homework and how can I help? I can't help in Turkish. I didn't even know math in Portuguese. Can you imagine? <laughs> Am I going to know math in Turkish? I can't. Just do what you can. So how are you navigating parenthood? What do you tell your kids? What do you... How's this going? How, how are you doing personally? Like, let's talk about all of that. Let's get into it. I, I don't know if I could give you a pinpoint uh, question. I mean, every day is a different day. Every day I have to deal with my emotions and I have to deal with their emotions of a teenager, 17-year-old. You know, it, like it's not enough. Recently, with parents' divorce, living in a new house, and living the situation. So every day is a different challenge. I don't, I don't have a, you know, a plan. What do you tell them though? Like, what is going on as a parent? What do you tell them? In which way? Like, we're going through a global pandemic. What does this mean? They what? know, they know they're- They're, they're old enough, huh? Yeah, they know, they know what's going on. And I say, you know, we're trying this bad. When we are all really stressed, because it happens sometimes, we are all stressed at the same time. I also, Calm down. It's not easy for anyone. This is all something we're uh, having to learn how to live. I'm doing my best. You guys do your best and know that not every day is going to be, you know, easy, but we are in this together. But I don't tell it anything other than that because I don't know. Yeah. Oh, we're going to be okay. I don't know if we're going to be okay. Oh, I love you're going to go back to school. I don't know if in a month we're going to go back to school. What it sounds like to me and what I really appreciate about who you're being as a mom for them is just letting them be in whatever state they're in. If that means today you need to play games, okay. If that means today you're going to take class, okay. This yep. is just moment by moment. And I think that that is amazing. And also that doesn't work for some people. Some people need the structure of, okay, I have to go to class and make sure I get this done because that's their way of dealing with it. Otherwise, yeah. they'll go crazy. I don't know what the right answer is. All I know is that- I don't think there is a right answer. It's what's right for you specifically. Um, I do miss having a routine. I do miss mm -hmm. a lot. I mean, it, it really gives me anxiety not to have a schedule to wake up at seven o'clock in the morning, make breakfast, send them to school. I mean, do the whole thing that everybody does, you know, and be in bed by 10 o'clock. Sometimes we go to bed at two o'clock in the morning and drink wine on a Tuesday or Monday and, you know, things that are completely out of uh, our normal life, but Absolutely. what's our normal life? It's gone. So you said you're not working. No. Talk to me about what, so it was your own company or were you working for another? Yeah, company? it's our, it's our company. It's me and my ex-husband's. Okay. And so yeah. what happened? It, it, nothing. We stopped. We're when, eating what we have. When did things change? <clears throat> In January, they started canceling because we work with a lot of uh, comp cop uh, corporate uh, work. Okay. So people come from, let's say, Brazilian companies bring their people. Uh -huh. You have partnerships with all these different companies. Yeah. And whatever there was like this, and we lost like eight jobs that I can count that was gone. And this is where really we make the money. It's from those cooperative jobs, but they canceled because it's too much of a liability to bring, you know, 55 people from another country to here. And so that's been happening for you in January. That started being canceled in January. I had actually right now, I should be in Bodrum with, uh, with 55 people having, um, a world trip for a Brazilian meat company. Wow. Oh man. And how many years they did you have started, this business? I've been here 14, 12 years. 12 years. So you've been doing yeah. it for a while. Yeah. What was the state of the business on January 1st or like end of the year? Like what were you thinking? How was the business doing? Oh, it was wonderful. Last year was fantastic. After 2016 with the, uh, suppose coup d'etat, <laughs> everything went downhill. 2017, we didn't work at all because all companies also canceled their uh, travelings to here. 
And then 2018, by the mid-2018 to 2019, started to pick it up. And last year was amazing. Last year was really good. So I went to Brazil in January because I said, this year, it's going to be so much fun. I went to Brazil like this. Woo! I said, I'll, I'll get the money back as soon as I go back to Turkey. And that was just gone. Oh, man. I'm sorry about all of that. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I'm still in a good situation. You know, I paid one year rent, so I'm comfortable with that. Oh, I'm so you, have, you paid it already? One year, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay, so you don't have to stress about that. No, not the rent. We have the monthly fees from the, from the building. I mean, the Okay, but you know you're going to have a roof over your head. Okay, that, that is a good feeling. Now, what about... Absolutely, absolutely. Now, does the government in Turkey help at all with like small business owners or loans? It's or helping, people? it's helping. But since I'm not Turkish, I don't get anything. My ex-husband gets it. And of course, he gets to me eventually. But I, as a foreign, I don't have any rights. Even though you lived there for 14 years? Yeah. And I have a, a permanent resident uh, card. Do you pay taxes there? Yeah. But you don't get, don't get any no, I do benefits like health. Sure, health sure. Insurance. But I mean the benefits now. Like No, no. Interesting. How does yeah. that feel? Horrible. <laughs> I could use some benefits right now. Do you get anything from Brazil? No. Mm -mm. So you're just stuck in a place where you're like in limbo, kind of, in yeah. that regard. I'm depending on my husband, but we have two cars. If we have to sell one. Okay. And well, thank God you maintained a friendship do. with him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he would have to take care of us either way because, you know, his two kids are here. So, okay. I have a question for you about being a, being single um, in this time. When you went through the divorce uh, and you were in the relationship for 20 years, I imagine, you know, so end of November became like, okay, we're doing this. You moved into a new place, but then you went to Brazil in January, probably didn't even have time to process all of that, to even think about dating. No, <laughs> right now. Definitely not. You're still dealing <laughs> no. with going through that whole process. Do you almost, now, is it a good thing that you're not working and you have all this time to process it or is it making it harder? It's wonderful. No, it's great. Talk to me in this situation, that. it's really good. It's good that I don't have anything to worry about. Not, you know, uh, is it going to call? Is it not going to call? Am I going to go out? Do I have to shave? Do I have to? <laughs> I'm just in like, you know, a, a pause mode. You can just be with you, truly. Yeah, yeah. It's not easy because sometimes, you know, we can be our own worst enemies. But still, it gave me a chance to... I, I was always a person who needed to be with people, not necessarily with the men at all, actually, but with my friends, with my family. There was always people in my house. For me, if I didn't have anything to do, I would go to a park and sit down and, you know, just watch people around. I was a person that needed to be around people. For me to be secluded from that, to be forced... Uh, to interact with other human beings. I must be the crazy lady from the third floor because, you know, I go to the balcony and I'm like this to everybody. I go to the market and I talk to the guys in the market. There's a market really near my house. So that's my interaction with humans right now, with other humans, other than my ex-husband, who I see a lot, and the kids. You need it. I do too. Yeah. I get energized by people. It's fun. Yeah, exactly. Um, Part of why I'm doing these interviews, actually. Yeah, but and not... thankfully, I went to Brazil. <laughs> and I came back with a full battery, you know? Oh, yeah. Because if I haven't had gone to Brazil... And seen your family. One... No, it would have been one year without them. Yeah. Now it'd be crazy because I would... it would be such a, a big, a, a harder toll in my, in my hand. So I went, I spent all the money I had, and who cares? I'm happy you did eventually. it too. It comes and goes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you saw your family and got replenished. It's so crazy how so many things lined up in my life too, where I'm like, 
oh, like, I don't know why I made the decisions I did at the time. And now I'm like, thank God, like I did yeah. exactly how it happened. You know, um, I really think the universe has our back in that way. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm so glad. First, that when I started thinking about it, I was like, God, that money would have done me so good right now in the situation. And I was like, but what's better to have all that money, not even have a place to spend it or to have lived what I lived with my family, you know, exactly. And, and we know, that's, we know that's not even a question. That's exactly. not even a question. You'd rather the money, right? <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's those experiences, that time. Yeah. And I think that now more than ever, that people are getting that because yeah. it's like, whoa, wait a second. Life, all of a sudden, it's not, I can't work like I was. I can't even spend the money if I had it. So like- yeah what really matters. And I, it's like, we're going back to basics in so many ways as human beings. And it's, some people are resisting it, but it's really beautiful. In a lot of and ways. it's so funny. My, my sister-in-law in Brazil, she works in a very fancy store, a boutique. And she tells me they're selling like crazy. I'm like, how keep, seriously, it blows my mind. How can people think of, you know, I need to have a new dress. I need to have the new collection. I need to be the first one to have that. If you don't even know if you're going to be, be able to use it but ever. Like emotional thing about shopping. Right? Oh, I never had that. So I, I don't know. But to me neither. That is not my thing, but there is people do it. Like when they're depressed, they shop, they buy, they consume. It's uh, but it only lasts that gratification for a second, right? That's oh. not how they're going to find their fulfillment. And I think that it will happen. I mean, Brazil sounds like it's just really starting to take it. So we'll see, give it a month. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. Um, you were saying that and going back to the question I was asking about when we were getting out of this, I didn't even ask you the follow-up question. <laughs> sorry. But all I know is that, don't be sorry. All I know is that I'm going to predict what for dinner. I don't know when we're getting out of this, but yeah, exactly. But your government says September. So yeah. let's say maybe it's September. When we do look back at this, and I mean the world, because the whole world is experiencing this. When we all look back at this, and I have a feeling you're going to have such an interesting answer. Um, who are we going to look at as the country that handled this the best? Who is the golden child? And which country failed? Who is the golden fuck up? Oh. Brazil, it's really on the race for the golden fuck up, I think, unfortunately. Can you imagine all the slums in Brazil? It's, it's just, it's out of control. I think Brazil is going to be the one not to be remembered. How many people live in Rio? I think 16 million. Jesus Christ. And do you know how many people live in the country? In, in the whole Brazil? 210 million okay but 16 million in rio what mexico city is like 20 i think yeah like sao paulo sao paulo is also sao paulo is the biggest city sao paulo how big is sao paulo it's about 20 million people it's bigger than mexico city I, I think it's the same thing the same okay but those are the cities that i'm like fuck especially because you know they're not first world countries they have massive populations with 10 people plus living in one little house you know yep. so Oh, anyway. Okay. I think the golden child is going to be New Zealand. <laughs> okay. But I was thinking about it. Being an island is much easier for you to control, you know? Sure. But I it's also like harder if it explodes. Like I was yeah. in Hawaii when this all started on the island of Maui at the end of February, beginning of March. Oh, oh my God. Like I did not want to get stuck there because the problem is if uh, the supply chain gets fucked, and you're on an island. Yeah, 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 that's true. Come on. See, so, but I, uh, I, I am the, the, the half full cup version of life, you know. I know, I, I know. Oh, me okay, too. Being an me, island. Listen, me too most of the time. But then I'm like, shit, you know, the reality. Yeah. Uh, Got to like, yeah, a little bit of balance of both. Okay. So the reason that I wanted to ask you that question in the beginning is because you were talking about Brazil and like, I ask everybody that question and hands down universally, the U S is the golden fuck up. Every single person has said that you are the first person that has said something different, um, being Brazil. And I had a feeling you were going to say that, which is why I wanted to ask you then. That's um, sad. I, I don't say it with any pride, 
Yeah, I don't think that we should. And I don't say it with pride of the U.S. It is sad, but it also, uh, for me, talk about glasses half full. It's exciting for me because we have an opportunity now to actually address these fucking issues that have been issues for so long, but lived under the radar. Um, but I was talking to a friend of mine and she was like, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. She's very, uh, economic oriented, uh, type of person. The economy is going to be fucked up. We're all fucked up. I'm like the whole world is fucked up at the same time. So we have only one chance, which has changed the economical system. Yes. Amen. Preach. <laughs> Preach. In, I mean, it's fucking stupid. Like that the banks make so much money just because we exchange our money. Like literally yeah. we lose so much of why does it have to, why can't we have some sort of universal uh-huh. global structure system? I mean, there is an opportunity to do that, but countries are going to fight to be the leader right now, I think. Yep. But there could be an opportunity to be a global war. I mean, truly. But I think people have to be on a different level to think like this. Even my French is like, how can they change? I'm like, that's not my problem. I didn't do economics. I, I don't know how to study. I, I just know it's going to have to change because people are going to come to a point where they cannot pay for anything. Absolutely. Else. Absolutely. So what, are Countries they going to be left to die? Massive debt. Yeah. It's... No, they're not going to be left to die. No, of course not. We'll have to figure it out. I mean, there was a world before cash, yep. right? Like, yeah, exactly. So we'll and, figure it out. And we're doing this right now, actually. You know, you say, cut my hair, I'll bake you a cake. Bartering in trade. You know, yeah, little by little people are doing this. And then, by the way, we can go back to remembering what we're put on this earth for, which is not to work, it's to live, right? Yeah. So maybe if there was some sort of, I mean, there is a universal basic income has been a topic of discussion in the U.S. for a while, especially like in Silicon Valley, like all these tech companies are thinking, well, maybe if we start with a small little town just to test it out. Uh-huh. And there have been towns that have tested it out. And with this infusion of money for the government, it kind of is doing that in a little bit. So, hey, and I kind of think the longer this goes on, the more people are going to start being open to it. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, yeah, that's fantastic. That <laughs> yeah. I'm not the only one tripping on this. You're definitely not the only one. Definitely <laughs> not the only one. Um, and you know, I think that it's so interesting with these interviews because you're, I've never met you. We've never spoken before. Yeah. I I, am so enjoying this conversation. Me too. And I think I have something that I have to tell you. I mean, it just completely changed my frame of mind from what I was yesterday and today, the whole day I'm like, so it's like, I'm breathing again. I can have a conversation. Yeah. That makes me so happy. Me too. Believe Um, me. I truly think that your vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah, definitely. And I've known that from traveling, right? Because I've met some incredible people. But to do it virtually, to know it can work that way too, has been really fucking cool. Because so many people I talk to, they're like, oh, I'm into meditation or spiritual. And I'm like, what? Like, how are we the ones that ended up getting connected? Yeah, 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 definitely. Really cool. And and this leads me to my last question. Um, Then I'll give you an opportunity to share anything you like. We talked about you're a glass half full kind of person. I am too. And an unfortunate truth in all of this is that it sometimes takes darkness to see the light, mm-hmm. right? It is in tragedy and horrible situations where the human spirit shines because we have to. So mm-hmm. that's what's happening right now. And on that, for that reason, there are so many good things that are already coming out of this. So I would love to know from you, what good are you already seeing come out of this from your family, friends? local community in Istanbul, country of Turkey, the world, the planet, what good are you already seeing come out of it? And what good do you think is going to come out of it? If people keep doing what they're doing, which that's the big question, are they going to keep it up? Because we have short memory. But what I feel with myself, I'm getting in touch with people I haven't spoken such a long time. And I'm doing FaceTime with my family every Sunday. We haven't done this ever you know, me, my aunt in Italy, my parents and my brother, we all make Zoom uh, calls every <laughs> Sunday schedule at 6.30 in the afternoon, uh, Turkey time. It. Yeah. Uh, so I think people are reconnecting. I have people sending me messages. They, I haven't spoke to 20 years. I, Ali, I was thinking about you. How is it going in Turkey? I hope everything is okay. So we reconnect. So I think that's, that's a great thing that is coming out of it. Absolutely. Um, and one thing that I try to do, and I'm not sure if I, I'm doing it right or not, 
is that you asked me before, how am I handling with the kids? I always go back to that movie, La Vita Bella. Have you seen it? It's, it's a great movie, Italian movie. It's beautiful where, life. Yeah, where the guy is sent to the concentration camp. No, I've seen that in English. You know, I said the title in English. I'm like, wait a second. I do know that movie. With the guy, he's got the dark hair. Yep. Roberto yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And it's such a beautiful message because it's, I'm, they're in the fuckest up situation you could ever be in a concentration camp. And he made his child think all the time that they were in a big game. I can't do that with my kids because they know, you know, what's going on outside. But at least, you know, I try to make movie nights. I try to make, you know, different food. I'm going to make hot dog tonight, which I never do on a weekday. <laughs> so, you know, I try to make things that they are going to remember in a positive way. So whenever, fun. you know, if ever this ever ends. Um, I was talking to somebody, well, I was hanging out with him last night, but the first time I met him, which is about two weeks ago, he has triplets Oh, um, and <laughs> they're teenagers. They're 16 Yeah, and him and his wife, um, they, I can't remember if it's, they do this once a week or they switch it every night, but one person gets to pick a theme for the dinner. So they did oh, the Italian theme, they did like, I don't know, the 50s one night, the seven. So they pick a theme and the food and the music and the activity all matches up with the theme. And I was oh, like, oh, I love this idea. It's going to happen. It's going to happen for sure. Now I'm like, it's okay, you're trying these foods, mix it into that. They'll love it. It's going to happen for sure. And that is so fucking cool. Families yeah. were not doing this. Yeah. It's like yeah. being a family playing with each other getting back yeah. to the, the basics it's amazing yeah 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 anything else good that you're seeing come out of this or that you think is going to come out of this I, I think this is all good that is coming out of this and i just hope that people keep go, doing it and don't forget you know and i believe unfortunately the longer we go into this the better it's going to be for humanity even though it's kind of weird be, kind of a mind fuck but i agree yeah, it's it's horrible if you think of it, but I think it, it's the only way people are going to appreciate what we're having because there is a somebody wrote this. We had a lot of uh, people, but we didn't have any time. Now we have a lot of time, and we don't have any people. So interesting. To, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'll leave it. How many you. times people call and say, you know, let's meet for coffee. I tomorrow I can't. Uh, today I can't. But you know, let's do it another time. One day. Well, guess what? Yeah. One day, someday yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah. All yeah. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. And we can so make I it happen people, now. People have the Yeah, time. so I hope people just, you know, get this, you know, tattooed in their brains. and. I hope so, too. Um, yeah. and, and I will leave it on this, and then you can say whatever you would like. Um, you know, I feel like I'm part of a greater collective. We are all part of the same collective. But within it, there is this collective of people that have been calling in this have been wanting a massive change, me being one of them, but yeah. how could it happen without massive tragedy or like massive war or, or something? It was like, how could it happen on a global scale? We couldn't imagine mm -hmm. when it happened. And it's almost as if this is exactly what we have been calling in. And as sad and as hard as it is for a lot of people and will continue to be, it's also one of the most peaceful ways in which we could get this message across and actually have the reset that you're talking about. Yeah. So absolutely. I'm, I'm thankful. thankful. I'm thankful too. You know, even though sometimes like yesterday, I just wanted to get it over with, you know, just swim to into the middle of the ocean. Absolutely. <laughs> I've been there too. Yeah. But still I'm thankful, you know, good things are coming out of it and I hope that's the way it goes and I hope it ends soon <laughs> Yeah. for all of us. Yeah. And I mean, I just appreciate you being honest with yourself because yeah. it, we have to deal with those emotions or they're going to come up at some point. So yeah, let yourself go there and then you can have that space to be in the good energy. And also time. appreciate, you know, all the goods that you have in order to spend this time. You know, we have a roof, we have food, we have our kids, we have access to the internet. I have a friend, she lost her son in December and she's still, and she's trying to have to deal with it. you know like people are 
I have another friend, she lost her husband last week in the middle of this. So we're just blessed. Everything uh, is smooth. Everything is fine. It, we're just on pause. It is an opportunity. Like you, you can be reminded to be grateful so much more. And gratitude is like the, one of the things that can change your life more dramatically and yeah. quickly than anything else. So yeah. Yeah. thank you for all that you said. Is there anything else that you want to share on the record as of March 14th, 2020, May 14th, 2020, May 14th. <laughs> living through this time in history? Uh, I always tell a friend of mine, one day we're going to laugh of, about it. And so I think, I hope so that one day when this is released, when this becomes your documentary or whatever, we can laugh about it. I hope so too. Yeah. Love it. And it was really a present uh, you gave me to talk to me and to, to make me feel in high spirits again, you know, like we're having a normal conversation. We can do that by even through a, you know, computer screen. That's wonderful. Thank you. That lights me up. Thank you. Wonderful. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the One World Your Story podcast. If you enjoyed hearing this story and you wish to hear more, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and YouTube. And of course, follow us on Instagram at One World Your Story. From all of us here at the One World Your Story podcast, we are sending you so much joy and love. Have a wonderful rest of your day.